Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi, this is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters. Thanks for taking the time to tune into our podcast. You know, I had such great response from different guests that we've had on the show. So I thought I would invite back John Dwaskin to come in and talk to us a little bit more about money and business and how people make money. One of the things we talked a little bit about in the last episode, if you had a chance to listen, was about the idea of the side hustle, right? So I always find that my Money Matters community, they've got a lot of things going on. A lot of people are trying to figure out how to make a little bit of money here or maybe do something on the side over there to increase their total income, this idea of finding multiple ways to make income. And, you know, frankly, John is incredibly good at this. So I thought I would have John come on the show and spend some time and talk about diversification of your career and your money. John, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Thanks, KT. Thanks for having me back to the show. I feel like it's been forever since I've, we've spoken. You talk a lot about career diversification. You're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you're a coach. Can you talk a little bit about how they all fit together and how you make it all work? Yeah, you know, I don't know, KT. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm getting, I'm getting. You know, to me, I, I look at my business as a nucleus and then everything kind of what comes from that nucleus of my business. So my coaching is the nucleus of my business, which is, you know, just working with companies within companies or one-on-one. It just, you know, there's different variations of working with CEOs or managers or salespeople. So that's kind of the core of what I do. But there's so many amazing mediums of what I can do using technology that I want to utilize those to hit my different audiences and or the people that just, I believe, can use my information to grow in their business and in life, even people that I may never even meet or talk to. So a couple of different things that I do outside of the coaching is I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of keynotes. And it's basically an extension of my coaching because I'm taking a lot of the principles and the tools and the techniques and the best practices and just doing it on a larger scale. So it's still consistent with my overall business. So it's not like I'm recreating different businesses. I'm just looking at different stages to do them on. So you're really finding ways to leverage your skills and the skills you've already built and then just like sphere off of that with other ways to opportunity that. Correct. And then I have a few podcasts because I can talk business or sales on those podcasts. And that is another extension of me taking my skill set and just putting it into another medium. My book is the same way. I wrote a business book told as a parable, and it's about somebody who's basically stuck in business and meets a collection of people that basically gets him unstuck to his air. So he grows both in his business and his life. But I took a lot of the principles and used it within the characters and the plot of the book. My blogs, my video tips, all of that are all also an extension of what I do in a coaching arena. So I may take something, for example, a common trend that I'm seeing in business. And I may do a podcast on it, right? I may have a guest where I can talk about that specific topic. I will then write potentially a blog about it. I will then maybe do a short 30 to 60 second video tip on it. And then I'll also talk about it when I'm interviewed on other podcasts as well. And so then I have a social media team that basically does a lot of postings. And so it will look like, you know, there's a lot of different mediums I also use my website as a portal for all of this. 
So within different sections or just one section, I will have that on my website so people can always get to it as well. And so it's really staying consistent with my brand. It's staying consistent with the one thing that I do, which it all kind of comes down to business coaching and advising people. So one of the things you always talk about is the idea of think big, but is there ever an instance where bigger isn't better? Well, I I think most times I um, think big is misunderstood because thinking big is not necessarily about being so big that it's unrecognizable. It's about doing what's big for you. And so what I mean by that is I'm a huge believer in plans and then executing on those plans in a consistent nature. And that the small things you do on a daily basis are, if consistent, compound to something really big. So it's the compounding of things that make things big. A story that I share a lot with people is, or a graphic, if I offered you a million dollars right now, or if I offered you a penny that doubled every day for 30 days, KT, I know what you would do, but I ask people, (laughs) what would you do? What, What would most people do that you ask them, KT? They'd take the million dollars. But what should they do, KT? Take the penny that doubles every day. Right, because when you get to a certain day, at the end of 30 days, on your 31st day, you're handed $10.7 million. And that's still hard for people to comprehend, even when I show them a slide that shows all 30 days with a payout of $10.7 million. <laughs> And so that's, it, that's no different than thinking big, right? There's some part of that consistency that people stop doing along the way because they're not experiencing or feeling or seeing the results. But results don't happen every night. That's right. If you're planting a seed for something to grow, you can't rush the process. You need to consistently do what you need to do to water, to fertilize, to nurture that seed so it will grow at its own pace. But you need to be consistently taking care of it. It's the same thing with business. And so without consistency, you can't get to big. And it doesn't matter how big big is. It needs to be whatever you map it out to be in your plan. But if you don't think about growth, then there's only one other way to go. That's right. You're going up or you're going under. Correct. Absolutely. So you talk a lot in your book about the idea of communicating effectively, which I think that many people struggle with the idea of communicating well and effectively. You also talk about something called the resting face. Can you talk about that and why it's important? Yeah. Well, communicating effectively, most people you know, are not studying how to communicate. And so it's trial and error, depending on kind of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And it's really important that, you know, you can be saying one thing and your face can be saying something different. And if you're in a leadership position, people aren't hearing what you're saying. They're watching your facial expression and picking up on the energy that you're bringing to the room, to the situation, to the event, to the whatever it is. And so it's really important that as leaders, it doesn't matter for the C-level suite or we're a manager. It doesn't matter if we're somebody that's a salesperson or any position within a company talking to whomever, we're being judged by how we, you know, I read once we, we are judged by the first seven seconds of when we walk into a room. And so, you know, I can ask you right now, you know, tell me the people within your company that never smile. You can remember those people. Absolutely. Tell me the people, tell me two people that are really cranky in your company. You remember those people. Absolutely. They may do great work, but their facial expressions and their body language and their energy, it's like, you know, there's a word that I didn't even, I used it so much with my kids, I didn't even know I made it up, but I call it shabluch. 
And it's like, you know, I always told it was like a Yiddish word and we use it all for, my whole family uses it. Now my extended family uses it. We have friends use it. My kids' friends use it. And the other, a couple weeks ago, they were like, is that even, is that a real word? And I was like, I don't even know anymore. But shabloch is like, you know, the people that just, you know, they just sound like they're just, nothing's good enough or they're not excited. They're not cheerful people. And so you got to be really aware of that. And if you're going to be in a position where you want to grow within a company long-term, you need to be able to communicate. Most people have not studied how to communicate. Most people have not. I mean, in college, communications was a blow-off class. That's right. So you got to work at the craft. And if you want to grow and be a leader that people follow, if you want to be a leader that people want to strive to be better leaders, then you want to be able to communicate effectively and your energy needs to match it. So these are excellent points. If I think about, you know, many of the Money Matters listeners are young, up-and-coming, hardworking professionals. And part of it is they don't always know when they're making those kind of mistakes that are putting them on a path of non-growth. But if you're inside of a company and you and the culture's not right, let's say, you know, the boss is grumpy all the time and the woman answering the phone, she keeps putting your calls through to somebody else's voicemail and it's just a bad environment. At some point, if you really want to flourish, you need to make sure that you plant your roots where they make the most sense. Yeah. So you talk to people about, you know, doing your resume and moving on. Don't be bitter about it. Think about it as a learning curve and go to the next place. But, you know, you talk a lot from a CEO's perspective about what they should be thinking about and the kind of people that they should be surrounding themselves with. But as an employee coming in, do you have any tips for people that are entering a new environment or looking for a new environment? Like what kind of things that might provide a better environment for an employee? Well, a couple of things, just going back, talking about culture, you know, I can't remember exactly who said it. Maybe it was John Maxwell. I don't mean to misquote anyone, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. So culture is, you know, companies can have amazing strategy, but culture overrides everything. And so culture is really critical. And the advice that I would give a owner, an employee is, you know, don't rush the process. You know, don't hire someone out of being desperate and don't take a job just because you're desperate. It's got to match. You want to be able to match yourself to a company. You're interviewing. If you're an employee, you're interviewing the company as much as they're interviewing you. You have to make sure it's a place that you can bring your best self. This is a place you're going to be, you know, more than you're going to be at home. So I understand people, you know, sometimes people need a job and they are desperate and they can't find something. And I'm not necessarily talking about those situations. I'm, I'm not judging people's decisions, but I am going to say that, you know, if time permits and you can, don't just take a job to take a job. Do your best to plan out, go on as many interviews as you can, send out as many resumes as you can. And if you know there's a company or a person or a group you want to work with, be tenacious and call them and call them and call them and be a value and sound energetic on the phone and send emails that are literate with no spelling errors and really kind of look at yourself as a product and sell yourself and be aggressive and consistent and go get it. And you're going to be turned down and you're going to hear people say no, and that's fine. You just count the no's till you get to the yes. Perfect. If you were talking to yourself, one last question, and you were talking to like your 20-year-old self, do you have any advice? Yeah, I would say don't be a putz. <laughs> because when I was 20, you know, you do things and you don't realize that you're being a putz. And you just kind of think, you know, what, you know, like what, I, what, what would I have possibly done that was offensive or, you know, there's just more of a sarcastic, you know, at least when I was 20, I was, I thought I was funny and I think I was, but I was also sometimes too sarcastic and, and I use sarcasm as a, you know, way to 
like make people laugh, but I think sometimes it came across the wrong way. So in my, as I have matured and grown now that I'm going to almost be 46, KT, I would tell myself just, you know, I really wouldn't say, I don't know if I use the word pause, but I would say just take a step back and just remember other people's feelings before you open up your mouth. Perfect. You know, I talk about in the book about the job I quit before I had the next job. You know, it was like my first job out of college and, you know, they gave me a small raise after three months. I thought I was going to get a better raise. And, you know, I had somebody in my ear saying, quit that job. And, you know, I did. And I ended up waitressing for a year because the economy was terrible and unemployment was 10%. Who quits a job? First professional (laughs) job out of college with unemployment being 10%, but stubborn. You know, so part of what I had to say to myself is, you know, it's important to value yourself, but at the same time, you know, if you're the only one, you really need to think about the consequences. So my favorite is don't quit a job unless you have your hands on the next job. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Listen, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Of course, KT. Thank you. For the Money Matters listeners, you'll find information on the show notes and feel free to tune in with us next week. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.